Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Happy Black Friday, Edwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, I, I don't think I'm on the road shopping right now, but maybe. You know, the world has changed so much. I think that means we wake up early and we shop online. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. I have never been a Black Friday shopper. It just, the savings has, uh, probably this is why I'm broke. Well, I was going to tell you, certain years we kind of had to be because we're like, we, we probably can we probably can check all the boxes if, if we, we get, if up, we get really up really early, early yeah, yeah. make a plan and go do it. Yeah, but uh, that's why you're a better person than I am. Well, you know, among other things, some years, some years that works and some years it doesn't. (laughs) I will say that. But, you know, I I used to tell myself, I want to be around the people. This is one of the few things in America where the people come out and we're all neighbors. But I don't see a whole lot of that holiday spirit. Yeah, they're they're pretty aggressive hunter gatherers. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Friday. We may take a step back in society for a a few hours. A lot of zero sum gaming going on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's anyway, so I hope you're safe as you're out and about today. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably sleeping in. So okay, there, there you, you are. Go. There you go. Yeah. But John 11, I'm going to read starting in verse 45. We're going to wrap up the chapter all the way to verse 57. I will read from the English Standard Version today. John chapter 11, verse 45 says, Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did, he being Jesus, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, What are we to do? This man performs many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. He did not say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also to gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day on, they made plans to put him to death. Jesus, therefore, no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there to the region near the wilderness, to a town called Ephraim, and there he stayed with the disciples." Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus and saying to one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think, that he'll not come to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should let them know so that they might arrest him. It's interesting picking up the the reading where you did. Did you notice it's all pronouns there? Is yes. What I he did. did? He did that. Did he do that? Yes. So just to refresh everyone, what he did was see what he did was <laughs> he raised Lazarus from the he dead. Raised Lazarus from the dead, and that just is, a little thing, and that's what they're all talking about, and just, and it has ruffled ruffled the feathers. Just a little teeny tiny sign. Yeah, just, just a little, just a little one. Little teeny tiny sign. We, you know, something just anybody could do. <laughs> Something anybody could do. Probably what we should do is kill that guy for that. We, we we can't have somebody going around raising people from the dead. That would be terrible. I will have to say uh, they do they do uh, acknowledge the whole uh, earth-shattering nature of this particular one because when this miracle is reported, all of a sudden it goes to we're going to lose our place and lose the nation. So this is a watershed event. They, they see this as toppling their government and maybe even... Uh, causing the Romans to come in and shut it all down. 
I, I don't necessarily make that connection in my head, that jump in my head, why that would be so. Uh, that if I raise one fellow from the dead, then the Romans are going to come and, and change the social order? Here, Okay, here's here's what I think the their concern is. They're playing the videotape out in their head Okay, long before there was videotape. As they're envisioning and imagining what's going to come, here's a guy that's raised people from the dead. Well, I mean, that kind of sounds like something the Messiah might do. Okay, I grant you that. <laughs> if he keeps doing those kind of things, people might believe he's the Messiah. I grant you that. And, well, we know what the Messiah is supposed to do. The Messiah is going to come in, and he's going to whoop Rome. And uh, he's he's, okay. he's going to take Rome out, and he's going to set up his throne, and it's going to be insurrection. And, boy, if these people believe he's the Messiah, they might start the insurrection. And if the message gets back to Rome that the Messiah is here, I mean, look, you, you might remember this. 30 years ago, mm-hmm. there, at just a hint that the Messiah was being born, Herod killed all the kids. That's right, he did. What do you think Rome's going to do when they hear, oh, there's a king there's that a guy is walking around calling competing himself king. with you? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what they're worried about. I think they're worried that there's there's already the messianic hope. And if people believe this is the Messiah, whether he's going to lead a rebellion or not, they're going to start a rebellion. And so they are so, con- uh, I guess, convicted he is not the Messiah that what is inevitable is it all gets crushed. He's it, just going to be trouble. It, he's going to be trouble. These people are going to believe him. They're going to start rebelling and, okay. and, and, and insurrecting. Is that a word? I mean, <laughs> it should be. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna have an insurrection, and Rome is gonna come in and gonna conquer them. Yeah. And it, it, here, the twofold thing: they're gonna destroy the nation, mm-hmm. and you know what? If the nation is gone, we don't get to be leaders of the nation anymore. Yeah. We're gonna go down with the nation. We're gonna go down. We we lose our place. Of course, Pilate is gonna recognize this is all because of jealousy. You yeah. guys are upset right. that these folks are are they, following they like this, this fella. Leader. He did not see the threat that the that they envisioned. He did not. We'll get to that in the next couple of chapters. But here here we have. They're just super worried. So I think that's the progression that they see working out. And so okay. in their mind, Caiaphas steps up and says, guys, look, I know y'all are worried about this, but this is really not a big deal. We're just going to kill him. Mm. We'll kill this guy. And uh, it's better for him to die. And I think part of his statement from his perspective is, there, there, look, there's the recognition that killing a guy is wrong. Mm-hmm. That there's kind of a law against that. Oh, you mean like murder? Yes. Like thou shalt not. Thou shalt not do that. <laughs> okay. Not and that there's one. a little bit of back and forth on is it murder or is it justifiable execution? Maybe that's. And what he's pointing out is, guys, uh, you know what? Here's the thing: we we're not killing a man. We're saving a nation. Saving a nation. One man died to save the nation. Yeah. We're 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 not killing a man. We're saving a nation. This is this okay? We can do this in good conscience because this this would be the kind of thing that God would want done. It is better to kill this man than to let God's entire nation get destroyed by Rome. Can I tell you though that, that this is raises something else for me that I don't really fully understand. Mm-hmm. Okay? And and what that is is that after he makes this statement, uh, then apostle John the writer tells us Caiaphas was the high priest, and so Caiaphas was prophesying these things. It wasn't his words; this was God's words. Mm, yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you asked about that. I completely understand this. Well, I knew you did. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, uh, I'm not sure I completely understand it either. But here's kind of my take on it, and we can chat back and forth yeah. and push back where you think I'm missing it. Essentially, kind of what, I, what I've what i thought was going on here is that Caiaphas is speaking, mm-hmm. doesn't understand the full consequence of what he's saying, 
And John is simply pointing out that while Caiaphas had one idea in his mind, God had another idea in his mind. Mm-hmm. And that this this is ultimately from God. This message is from God. And, and it meant something other than what Caiaphas meant by it. Hmm. And okay. I don't know the mechanics because I, I, it certainly seems to me that as far as Caiaphas is concerned, he thought of something he said something, yeah, he yeah. meant something, and everybody around heard him what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. And John is pointing out, actually, God worked in this scenario to get Caiaphas to say a thing that meant more than what Caiaphas than meant that. by it. Yeah. And I do think that does tell us something about prophecy at times. Yeah. And even even the prophecy that we read about in the New Testament, the law, the writings, and the prophets— that those who wrote them, those who said them, may not have fully understood all of their meaning. Right. Which is, of course, why, as what Peter's going to tell us, yeah, that people searched the prophets that. to try mm-hmm. to figure out different things, and they didn't always understand. And But that's okay. Uh, you know, here they're, they're, they meant things. Yeah. And it's almost like when it's fulfilled, we figure out, oh, this is what that meant. Yeah. Because this is one of those episodes where John goes ahead and explains, and this is how it played out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so what okay, so Caiaphas says this thing. What Caiaphas means is, guys, it's okay. It's justifiable for us to execute this man because we're not killing a man, we're saving the nation. Mm-hmm. But God, through that, but um, just a thought, stray thought came into my head, kind of rem- reminiscent of Joseph and his brothers. It's not that they said things, yeah. but he says, y'all meant it for evil. evil. God meant it for good. Yes. And here's kind of a statement that's that. Uh, Caiaphas means it as a self-justification. God means it as, well, actually, there's some truth here. Yeah. Uh, already in John, remember, we have people that when Jesus says where I'm going, you can't follow. They first right. said, is he going to go to the Gentiles? Is mm-hmm. he going to the Greeks? Is he going to the dispersion? Yeah. yeah. And when we, when we got to that, we pointed out, well, their understanding of what they were saying was not true. He wasn't saying he was going to leave uh, the the right. promised land region and go out among go to, the dispersion. Right, right. But he actually was going to go to the dispersion. He yeah. actually is dying. In fact, there's some of that in, in this yeah, whole is. statement here. We're and reminded th- that there's children of God in other places. Yes, yeah. and so it's not just for the nation, not but for the all Jews. the people, mm-hmm. uh, which actually probably tells us a little bit of something about that uh, last week's chapter when he talked about having one flock and one shepherd. I have sheep that are not of this fold mm-hmm. that I'm bringing in. Now in John 11, we're getting a little bigger picture of it's not just for the Jewish nation, but mm-hmm. for the Gentiles as well. The second time when Jesus said, I'm going and you can't follow, they're like, what is he talking about? Is he going to kill himself? Right. Well, no, he's not going to kill himself. He's going to be executed. But, you know, in, in the parable of the good shepherd, he does say, actually, nobody's taking this for me. I'm laying it down. I'll lay my life down that I might take it up again. What they meant by it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. He wasn't mm-hmm. going to go commit suicide. But. Yeah, he was going to go He's surrendering give up his life. life. He was He's surrendering his life. Yeah. And so here we have Caiaphas. And John just tacks in, the reason why Caiaphas did this is because he was high priest. And God, mm-hmm. even though Caiaphas was was not a good man in this. It seems like he's not. He still holds this role yeah. and God is using him for this purpose. And so, look, the priest said this. Yeah. We need to understand that God meant something by this statement that Caiaphas didn't mean. What does God mean by it? Well, what we know about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is going to die. We don't have to die. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm not talking about biological death. There's more to Jesus' death on the cross than just his body and spirit being separated. There's more than that. But what he's pointing out is Jesus is going to go through something, and and we are not. But, you know, in Romans 8, it highlights that when we are in Christ, the righteous requirement of the law, we have been through that. Mm-hmm. And that righteous requirement is 
the one who sins will die. die. Yeah. You know, this those who back in, in Romans chapter one, we know, we know what the law says. The law requires yes. that people who do such things are worthy of death. Yeah. Jesus endured that righteous requirement. Mm-hmm. And when we are baptized into Jesus, mm-hmm. raised to walk in a new life, that death is imputed to us. Mm-hmm. We have died in in Christ. Amen. And so there's there's the sense in which Jesus died so that his whole people, his mm-hmm. nation did not have to die. And that whole uh, and I know we can we can argue semantically we are supposed to die with Christ. Oh, so we're supposed to die with him, so it's not that we don't die. Again, we recognize that different terms are used in different right, ways, right. metaphor and figure of speech. We understand all of that. But really what he's saying here is, look, Jesus is going to die. Mm-hmm. And um, the nation doesn't have to be perish. Yeah. Nation doesn't have to suffer that punishment, that judgment. Jesus does that. And what a powerful, powerful thing. One man should die for all of the people. Absolutely. And he did it. As we draw then the chapter to close, there's an emphasis upon the Passover, uh, which yep. is another substitution picture where a lamb died to yes. bring about the life of yeah. the firstborn. Okay? Yes. And of course, uh, what all the people are talking about is, Will he show up for yes. this Passover? And it's going to be the Passover of Passovers. And, and that's an important <laughs> thing. Let me. I, I don't. I don't want to just keep talking and talking. But you know, I do want to just keep talking and talking. And so the Passover, man, that's a big deal in the Jewish mind because yeah. what is the Passover? It's a. It's a memorial of God's people being set free. Mm-hmm. And boy, these signs have have picked up. We, we see him. He's raised the dead. He's healed. He's given sight to the blind. He's done all of this stuff. Is he going to show up? And is this the moment? Is mm-hmm. this the moment mm-hmm. when we're going to get set free from Rome? And that's 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 the messianic expectation as we get to the end of this chapter. Yeah. And it's going to be so different from that. But it's going to be so good. And so we're going to put a pin in that and ask you to come back next week when uh, John 12 drops uh, to see what uh, to see what happens next. But we're so glad that you joined us for Text Talk today. Uh, certainly, if you're in the Tampa area, please come out and worship with us at Livingston on Sunday. All that contact information, times of services, you will find at our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray together. Our great God and Father, thank you for today. We're glad that we could be together and spend time studying your word. All the wonderful study this week and looking at the amazing miracle in John 11. We believe that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. Amen. Father, we keep that hope each day and we want to walk then for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.